0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, and it's week 13 of the NFL season. Last week, we went 20-10 and 10 with our VIP members, 6-0 on Thanksgiving, and 5-2 and in our free plays of the day. We fell short on our touchdown parlay, but we're looking to bounce back in a big way there. We've got a great show planned for you today. We're going to break down our bets bets for week 13. We'll rank our top touchdown scorers. We've got a special Thursday night parlay just for the listeners. And as always, we'll get into the dad zone. We've got the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How we doing, gentlemen? I'm doing great.
1: Enjoying the uh, Dolphins wrapping up the soft part of their schedule. And uh, going to kick it off with the 49ers this week and get some real competition going to prove to the league that we are for real. Maddie.
2: And I'm doing good, man. Think about this NFL season. All three of our teams are viable. Um, i was I was doing a little thinking about that, and I went back and listened to week thirteen from last year. You guys are so much more chipper this season. So much more chipper. Like I've never had this team, you were energy ground
0: just, to a pulp. <laughs> at this point in the season, I typically am and in deep depression being a Jets fan. Not really connected to any emotions at all. But right now I'm feeling alive and refreshed. Mike White is back, and we are excited in New York. We'll get into that game a lot more, uh, but let's get into a recap for our pod picks from last week. Uh, last week, Teddy took the Bucks and lost with Tom Brady. First time going with Tom Brady, one of the biggest Tom Brady haters, and showed him why. Just can't get a win. He puts his money on him, and the Bucks fall short. Matty stats took the Bengals and won. Big win from the Bengals. Moves them into first place in the standings. And I took the Jets. After losing the week before, I took the Jets to ride with Mike White, and they showed up big against the Bears. So the current standings heading into week 13, Matty stats sitting at number one at 6-4-2. I'm in second at 6-5-1. And, and Teddy very much still in the game, But currently in the basement at five and seven. So, we're going to get into our best bets for this week. We also want to point out that we are pivoting to making sure that this is a podcast that you can listen to in the car with your kids. And so, we've got a little bet on our podcast for anybody who curses, they got to give up a unit and put it into the pool. Uh, And for each of us, obviously, if you know what a unit is, it's what your average bet is. And so, for anybody who curses, they're going to have to. Pay up and put it in the pool. We want this to be a podcast you can listen to with your kids in the car. So let's get right into week 13. We've got our first game on the board, Mr. No Days Off. What do we got? We have the Washington
1: Commanders at the New York Giants. Maddie, talk to me.
2: All right. So we got 61% of the cash, but 29% of the tickets on the Commanders. This one opened up at New York plus one and moved to plus two and a half on Monday, where it stabilized. It's kind of a crazy narrative around Heinke about him being awesome in the winter. But like when you actually take a look at his PFF stats, he's been Zach Wilson level bad with a 50.7 PFF grade and a 44.5 passer rating while under pressure. On the other side of the ball, we have a very pedestrian Daniel Jones, who's turned in a statistically solid season with a PFF grade of 67, which is a pretty high for him. But this is really a byproduct of good coaching. When you take a click deeper, it's because Daniel Jones isn't being asked to do too much. He started every game this season, but he's only made a big time throw on 0.72% of his dropbacks. The league average is like four and a half, five. So they're not asking him to do much. And that's actually dead last in the league for quarterbacks that have taken over 50% of dropbacks for their team this season. Last thing to note on this one is that the Washington O-line has significant disadvantages in the trenches with a minus 17 disadvantage against the pass and a minus 18 against the run. I just want to uh, – well, thank you for that, Matt. And I just want to point out that every
1: episode you manage to g- give a uh, slight to the Jets somehow, and I'm here for it. I appreciate it. And uh, just keep it going.
0: The set, Always taking straight. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Zach Wilson level bad was just... You know what? It was beautiful because everyone knows how bad that is.
0: Yeah, it resonates. It's a yeah. good benchmark. We, can, we should keep it in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I really like Washington. I think the Giants may win another game or two, but I really think the beginning of the season shine is all worn off. I like the uh, Commanders here. And uh, I think I've bet them a few times, and they've done me right, so I'm going to continue.
0: All right, Teddy's taking the Washington Commanders. You called it last week about the Giants. You said there, you said there was a dent in their in their hype, and it's starting to all fall apart. They yep. did play the Cowboys tough. Um, they were score was closer than the game actually was, but came in huge for us with that score at the end. How about that backdoor cover?
2: That was so good. Oh, yeah, amazing. I have a family of non-gamblers, and I, I was like, "Oh man, do you know what this means? That means they covered." And everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> that was great. That was great. Right, getting right, right
0: before you sit down for the meal, you see the back door cover from the Giants um, to lock us in there. So, all right, we'll take Washington Commanders minus one and a half at the G-Men. That brings us to our second game. This is my game. We have the Cleveland Browns heading to Houston. The current line's minus seven. Maddie, what do the stats say?
2: All right. In this one, we have 89% of the money and 79% of the tickets on the Browns. This game opened up at Houston plus six and immediately moved to plus seven, where it's stabilized since Sunday night. We've got virtually no recent data on either quarterback coming into this game, but we have seen a season of competent play by Jacoby Brissett, who's soon to be replaced by Watson, who hasn't seen the football field in almost two years. Cleveland's offensive line brings in a big advantage against the pass, positive 24% and a positive 14% against the run. Houston's offensive line is expected to be overmatched this week, with a minus 25% disadvantage against the pass and a minus 14% disadvantage against the run. I love a good revenge game, but my question to you guys is, who gets the revenge game here? Is it Watson or is it the city of Houston? City of Houston. A great question.
0: This is a this is a war. This is going to be an all out war. This is personal from both sides. Uh, this is my game. I like this game for a few reasons. One, I'm very excited about Deshaun Watson coming back, mainly because I'm heavily invested in Amari Cooper, and I think this is going to do great things for that passing offense. They're a top ten offense right now with Jacoby Brissett. The run game is on point. Their defense is solid. We said this eight weeks ago. The Browns are a dangerous team when Deshaun Watson gets back. I'm going to take them at minus seven on the road against Houston because Houston is bad. Houston does not look like an NFL football team right now. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to get it done.
1: I can second that the Dolphins played Houston, uh, last week and we were up 30, nothing in the first half. And, uh, we just took our foot off the gas. I mean, they scored two touchdowns in the second half, but we re- we didn't put back in our starters. 30 nothing at halftime in a professional football game? Texans, I think they're done. I think they packed it in, and they're just going through the motions now. So I like this bet a lot.
0: All right, lock in Cleveland for the number two pick. I think I'm going to get a massage this week, just in Jesus. <laughs> Just to really support the bet once I lock it in and support Deshaun Watson's return to the NFL field. Nah. <laughs> Keep it. I'm doing it. Lock in Cleveland minus seven as my official pick for this week. That brings us to our third game, Maddie's Stats. We've got the Green Bay Packers going up against the Chicago Bears. Maddie, what do the stats say?
2: All right. In this one, we have 98% of the cash and 60% of the tickets on the Packers. This one opened up at plus two and a half and has moved to plus four and a half over the course of the week. Justin Fields is still nursing a separated shoulder injury with ligament damage to his AC joint, which he suffered on a designed run versus Atlanta two weeks ago. He practiced in limited fashion, leading all the way up to the Jets game and did not play and has also practiced as a limited participant this entire week. So we'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he plays. My thoughts behind this pick is that the Bears are in full tank mode. They have no reason to rush Fields out there, especially considering they're heading into a bye next week. If Fields does play, expect the Bears to limit a scrambling, to protect his shoulder, which is even better for Green Bay, because without his legs... Fields isn't a very good quarterback, you know? Either way, it's a win-win scenario for Green Bay. They're either going to play a very limited Fields with no running or some combination of Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterson. Either way. Peterman? Peterman? Whatever. I'm not a name guy. (laughs) Either way, I like the Packers. I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I like the Packers. Maddie's taking the Packers. In That's a tough
0: a, bet. That's a tough bet. The Packers aren't good. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, and we don't know if Jordan Love owns the Bears. Is what about any the presence of Love starting the game?
1: What no, I think he said he's good to go. But uh what's it called? The line says four and a half. So is that telling us anything? Do they think because I feel like that line if if they knew that Fields was out, I feel like that
0: line would be higher. Well, the Packers aren't very good. They haven't. They haven't really won many games. They've lost seven in a row, I believe. Eight in a row, maybe. No, seven no. in a
2: row. I mean, something crazy. Maybe they've won one. Well, nine... They beat the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, but they're just not good. But the Bears are not good either. And the no, Bears are playing like with a backup a quarterback as a starter, and then now you're putting in a backup on top of a back. It's cascading. That it's a Russian nesting doll of backups in Chicago.
0: And Darnell Mooney's oh out of try, which was their number one option.
1: <laughs> they're, they're one four in their last five. But, Matt, can we go back real quick? Eight,
2: what was that? Russian nesting doll?
1: Is that the thing you take off the top and it keeps
2: And the there's like just another one get, inside? Yeah. yeah. One it it's like, coming. how many backup yeah. QBs can you get from the center? Yeah. Like, would you start with a backup QB in Justin Fields? Oh, come on now. <laughs>
1: come on. Second no, no. year, he's making strides.
2: Oh no, he is making strides, and he's very good when when he's running. But he's not going to be running with ligament damage in his shoulder. Yeah, no, he's not playing this week. Those Such are valid a football points. guy term,
0: making strides. Just a broad, just a broad statement that doesn't mean anything. He's making strides. Let me tell you something. He's got potential, and potential gets people fired. Yeah, he's a scrappy player. We yeah, all know what that means.
1: Five ten and white.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's recap our picks for week. 13. We've got Teddy taking the Washington Commanders at minus one and a half. I'm on the Cleveland Browns at minus seven on the road. And Maddie's taking the Packers on the road at minus four and a half. Let's jump right into our touchdown scores. This is where we give you our top six touchdown scores for the week. We try to put it on a parlay, try to cash in big. We've done this every week, we've hit a few big bets. We feel really good about the board this week. Quick recap from last week. Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, all cash for us as touchdown scorers. Derrick Henry fumbles the ball in the one-yard line after a 90-yard run. That really hurt. Uh, Devontae Adams, Tariq Hill, they did not get in the end zone. Somehow Devontae Adams didn't score, and the Raiders put up 45-plus points. How does that happen? No clue.
1: Josh Jacobs went
0: off. Josh Jacobs what a play that would have been so three out of six last week if you bet him as singles you broke even probably lost a little bit of units but we're going to make it all up this week we've got five touchdown scores for you got some low scoring games we're going to stay away from those we'd like to look for the high totals we're going to get started with our first touchdown score for this week Mr. No Days Off what do we got?
1: We got our man, Mister Austin Eckler, Maddie.
2: All right, so this game has a high over. Austin Eckler is getting greater than fifty percent of the carries, and he's getting a twenty-two percent target share in the receiving game. Love Austin Eckler. Yep,
0: stud, absolute stud. stud. Lock in Austin Eckler at number one. That brings us to number two. We've got Travis Kelsey, Maddie. What do the stats say?
2: All right, so Travis Kelsey is having the best season of his career. We've got a game with a high over of fifty two point five, and he's also the most consistent TD scorer in Kansas City.
0: It's crazy to say that he's having his
2: best year ever. Yeah, because he's I mean, just dominant. He's had a couple like three touchdown. He said what? Two, three touchdown games? Crazy. Yeah.
1: I'm pu- I'm pulling up the stats right now. Cause he's at the top of the league. He's up there with receivers, 73 receptions, 912 yards and league leading 12 touchdowns.
0: Love Travis, Kelsey, lock him in at number two. That brings us to number three. Who do we got?
1: We have Derek Henry, Maddie.
2: All right. So Henry's got 80% of the rush attempts, 92% of the inside the five work. And uh, he. He typically doesn't fumble on the five.
0: Yeah, that hurt last week. Um, We got a lot of DMs about that play. We were all rooting for him to get in the end zone and uh, fumbled the ball. Hold the ball this week. We like him to get in the end zone. This is one of those weeks where you could bet Derrick Henry to score two touchdowns. Titans need a win. They're going to ride their king. Lock him in at number three.
1: Absolutely. Also, Tannehill's not very good, so they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry in the red zone.
2: I thought we <laughs> killed that bit last year.
0: <laughs> Still technically a franchise quarterback, though. Yeah. Twist. Yeah. All, the,
2: all those years in the development system in Miami prepared him <laughs> for a successful stint as a quarterback <laughs> in Tennessee. To lose in the playoffs in Tennessee, yes. So,
0: yeah. Well, well, made the playoffs. Let's utilize his strengths and give the ball to Derrick Henry. We're going to lock him in. Number Boom. three. Let's go to four. We've got Nick
2: Chubb. Why do we love Nick Chubb this week? All right. So this one has a solid over in a 46-5. He owns the inside the five work. And I'm going to expect a run-heavy game plan this week with him slowly working Deshaun Watson back into the game. So I'm feeling like it's going to be a Nick Chubb week. They're going to be up. They're going to be up early. I feel good about this.
0: I love this play. I mean, if it does anything for the Browns, it opens up the run game because Deshaun Watson can take the ball deep. He's going to hit an early receiver. They're going to try to, even if he doesn't complete the pass, you got a lot more threat with Deshaun Watson. than They do with Jacoby Brissett and look at what Nick Chubb's been doing when they've got all those guys in the box. How much rust do you guys think
1: Watson will show? I mean, we're, we're going on like almost two years now since he's played football. So
0: how much rust? Because I, I think there's going to be a good amount. Well, I, I agree. My thought, and I'd love to hear your thought, Maddie. My thought is like he's been practicing with the number one defense over the last week, and there's no better game to knock some rust off than
2: the Houston Texan defense. So I don't – the way that I look at this is I'm not expecting Deshaun Watson to have a huge game. I'm expecting them to like work him in conservative game plan. let's not ask him to do too much. let's get him let's let him get his legs back underneath him. let's let him get hit once or twice. no designed runs or anything. Let's just get him started. I think it's that's tough. how I see the game going. That's yeah. how I would approach it as an NFL coach. Not that anybody cares how I would approach it as an NFL coach.
1: Well listen, you had a couple of good Madden
0: teams, so you you got some experience. you have yeah. as much experience as Jeff Saturday and he's an NFL coach so yeah there's no better coach when you've got a bet on a touchdown score,
2: a running back,
0: and your team is inside the five yes. there's only one play here. Give the ball to our guy so we can catch this bet
2: I mean the guy doesn't know how to use timeouts you know like what year of being like in a coaching like progression do you learn how to use timeouts time management's a big part of it.
1: I feel like from my our vast experience of Madden, we could
2: utilize timeouts better then yeah like i would just hire a timeout guy like a guy in my ear i just trust him and when he says timeout i blindly scream timeout like he's got one job he's the timeout guy there's a challenge guy there's a timeout guy like i need a guy like to keep me off the field like sean McVay has yeah i'm gonna have a guy for everything it's gonna be a very bloated staff
1: yeah on my team that could all be one guy
2: no, 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 no. Because if he's fo- if we got one guy focusing on timeouts and he also has to figure out the other stuff, no, I want a fourth down guy. Fourth? I want the best Matt. play guy. I want like Matt. a third and two play guy. What's the head coach gonna do? Well, at this point, you got to you got a guy for everything. You're a people you manager. Figure, yeah, figure players. You know, management terms. <laughs> kind of how I well, build my team.
1: Okay, so. So if you worked for like some organization, that would be okay. But you work for like the Bagels or the Browns or something, they're not hiring all those coaches.
2: Look, look if you hire good people, they push you up. If you hire yeah. bad people or you don't have yeah. any people, you get pulled down into the day-to-day problems. And that's yeah. how I'd run my NFL team. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, but And you know, when you're
0: an owner like you have for some of the NFL franchise, you don't want to hire a coach that intimidates you. And so you'd rather get a coach that's just going to, Sit around and take whatever demand that you have and be the worst team in the NFL for a long time. The Bengals are a great example. Who was the coach? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Marvin Lewis? Marvin Lewis. I mean, who keeps a job for that long and just never has a winning season? No, he he made the playoffs. He never won a playoff game. That was his deal. A lot of good rosters. He has a lot of good players on his teams. Oh, Justin, go. Let's pull it back. Let's pull it back. Back to the touchdown scores. Don't know how we got down that rabbit hole because we started at Nick Chubb. We're locking in Nick Chubb at number four, which will bring us to our number five touchdown score for this week. Teddy, who do we got?
1: Dalvin Cook against that
2: defense with the Jets. All right. So we got 71% of the rush attempts for Dalvin Cook. He gets the majority of the inside the five work, and he's getting 10% of the target. So he gets a heavy workload. Um, it's going to be a... Tough game with the Jets, but I still like Dalvin Cook to punch one in. Somebody's got to score. That's yeah. that's a good point. I was hesitant with this
0: one, but you guys talked me into it. The data backs it up. I've seen every single play of the Jets this season. They're going to give up some touchdowns. I could see Dalvin Cook getting in the end zone uh, because we're going to put a lot of pressure on those receivers to get open, and I think that's that's going to be a way they find a way to score, hopefully not too many points. Maybe that's the only touchdown they get.
1: Well, no, probably not. But I'm interested to see a great battle in Justin Jefferson against Sauce. We'll see if Sauce is ready for the big time because Justin Jefferson's you know top three receiver in the league.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a huge matchup. I mean, he has gone against some elite receivers so far. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you, does Sauce follow the the best receiver around yet? Or does he stay one side?
0: Uh, He follows the receiver around. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he locked down Tariq Hill, guarded Jamar Chase. Well, and he really. he, 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 well, he did. I know yeah, his quarterback yeah. was different, but he did. Jamar Chase. Uh, do I have to look at Tyreek Hill's
1: stats right now? Cooper. Because Tyreek Hill has 1,300 yards already.
0: Not against the Jets. Guarantee <laughs> that was his worst game. Right, let's see what so We'll have to get into it. I'm sure you're going to look it up. But while you do that, let's do a recap of our touchdown scores for this week. We've got Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. Love this board this week. For those who listen, don't put the bet in right now. This is based on the information we have on Wednesday. Odds aren't available. We don't expect anything to change, but we will post the ticket on Sunday to get the official pick.
1: Yeah. So you were right. Seven catches for 47 yards. That's a 6.7 average. No touchdowns. Two carries for 13 yards. Absolutely his worst game of the season.
0: Thank you, Teddy. And some will say that's because the quarterback that was thrown to them, and so Sauce got lucky. But when you watch the game, you got to give credit to the fact that Sauce made the sack to knock the quarterback out of the game, and so in a way, he dominated the game. Didn't he have a pick six? He did. Yeah. All right, so now we've got our Thursday night football same-game parlay. This is only for the listeners on the podcast. We will not post this play, so thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. We cashed this ticket two weeks ago. We're looking to get back on track. We've got a three-leg parlay this week. Bills up against the Patriots in New England. going to be a cold night. What's the first leg of the parlay? The first leg of the parlay is going to be Buffalo Moneyline. Buffalo money line, lock it in. The The money right now is currently on the Patriots at plus four, uh, but because we're taking the money line, we like the Bills to win this game. Could be a close game, could be a low-scoring game. Like the Bills to get the win here. So we're going to take the Buffalo Bills money line. Then we're going to go with our anytime touchdown scorer. We're going to rock with Ramad Stevenson. The Patriots are going to have to find a way to run the game. We like the scheme that Belichick can come up with. And Harris is out this week, which is going to increase that utilization. So we're going to lock in Stevenson as the touchdown scorer. And then how are we going to close it out, Matty Stats?
2: All right. And we are going to tease the under to 47 and a half. And we're going to take the under.
0: Taking the under. So we've got the Buffalo Bills, Ramon Stevenson touchdown, and under an alternate line of 47 and a half. That's a 5 plus 585 parlay. We will not post on the page. You will only hear it here. We just locked in this bet. Let's make it happen. All right, so that (laughs) wraps it up for our betting content for this week. But as always, it's not just about the bets. It's about balancing babies and bets. We've got three dads here coming off Thanksgiving weekend. Let's get into the dad zone. Welcome to the dad zone. Quick All Thanksgiving right. recap, before we get into the topic this week, I know we talked about our travel plans. We were looking forward to some things. I'm curious, Matt, how did the cooking go with the girls?
2: How was the Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, cooking went really well with the girls. They were very helpful. Um, we got them some like plastic knives so they can actually chop stuff up. Um, as somebody who went to a culinary school, it is uh, not a very even chop, but we we got there. Uh it was good. We made a cheesecake. That came out good. It was all good. It was a good weekend with the kids.
0: Awesome. Love to hear it. Teddy, how was Thanksgiving weekend? Great. Thanksgiving weekend was great. Um we did get a tree.
1: Well, so Friday traditionally is our day to get the tree. I went to two places in the Bronx that I had success in past years. Both of them weren't open. So Saturday I went to Stu Leonard's got a tree. I went with a little bit of a smaller tree, five to six feet. I thought that would suffice. I bring it home. I set it up. We're working with a little bit of a smaller uh, area. And let me tell you something, not happy. My question to you guys, can, can I go back and get a seven day foot tree
0: or do I just have to eat this this year? I think you can absolutely go back. I mean, it's not even December yet, so you could you could wipe this out of your memory by the time you get to Christmas that, that, that you even had a first tree. How high are the ceilings, though? How high could you go?
1: How high are the ceilings? Uh, I don't know, maybe nine feet. That's a complete guess. <laughs>
2: okay. Like I've never heard <laughs> seen like a question mark appear against somebody's head when they say <laughs> something the way they did, like maybe nine feet.
0: Have you ever thought to measure how high your ceilings were before you picked up a Christmas tree? <laughs> Not once. Never? You've never been? Never. Like, I should probably never. measure nope. how high I can go.
1: No, no. And I should
0: have. You're right. But I, the, the other thing is, like, it's too short. It's just too short. Away. Okay? It probably cost you 50 bucks. Don't put it on the – somebody will take it. Donate it. Go get a new tree.
2: Does yeah. it bring you joy?
1: No, it makes me it, sad.
2: It makes you sad? Get it out.
1: Get it out. I'm getting an eight foot tree.
2: Don't get an eight foot tree. I'm going to need a before and a pick for the page. Love it.
0: Report back next week. I want to see the eight foot tree. I'm going to post a picture on the page of the tree. All right. Uh, for me, it's the first time taking three kids out of the house. It was just as hectic as I thought it would be. Um, a lot of traffic, a lot of packing, unpacking. More hectic than most Thanksgivings. But overall, pretty good. I lowered my standards. That was our tip last week for the dads. I lowered my standards enough where I felt like the kids were pretty good. Yeah.
1: How was the driving there and back?
0: The drive there was much worse. um, Just given like the time of the day that we left, like all the kids were up and it's supposed to take me about four hours. It took me six and there was probably less than 30 minutes where one kid wasn't crying or talking, trying to talk. That That is... You do all the driving? You do this little split drive? How does that work? I do all the driving, and as I was sitting in traffic, I was like, I need a podcast that I can listen to with all my kids in the car, and that's what inspired the no cursing role in this podcast. There's no more cursing here, because we're going to be that podcast.
1: That's right. No more cursing.
0: Oh, one unit in the pot had to do it just one last time. I was going to cut it. I had to do it. I had to cut it. I was going to cut it. All right. So let's get into that. zone. So we got top topic this week around life lessons. Maddie, Stats, what do we got?
2: All right. So a little story here. So uh, Layla's seventh birthday was last week. And uh, my wife, because she's just incredibly smart with gifts and things like that, bought her a mood ring. So you would think mood ring, you know, not that big of a deal. It changes colors with that. Well, When you're seven, a mood ring is a big deal. She's been trying to conjure moods. You know, she's like, "I'm gonna change the color of my ring," and she just like tries to make herself. It's, it's kind of, it's cute. So this morning, she comes to me and says, "I'm gonna take my mood ring to school with me today." I said, "Don't do that. You're gonna lose it." And she went to mom, and mom said, "No, you want to take your mood ring to school? You can take it." She took her mood ring to school today, and you you can guess exactly what happened. She came off the bus just hysterically crying that she lost her mood ring at school today. So, uh, couple questions:
1: uh, Is a mood ring real? Yeah, it's like no. a like,
2: does it. I mean, is does, it, it, does it really work? tell your mood? <laughs> no, it's like a stone that reacts system. to like warmth.
1: I remember having that as a kid.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's great. I hadn't thought about a mood ring in like 20 years. It was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, so, you know, again, it doesn't really, I don't think it really works. But, you know, I'm not into that hippy-dippy horoscope type stuff.
1: Anyway. I'm an, I'm an Aquarius.
0: That's <laughs> about as <laughs> much as I know.
2: Is that your orientation?
0: <laughs> is it a new pronoun I hadn't heard? <laughs>
2: oh man all right so needless to say reeling us back in she came home she said she lost the ring my wife says "Ah, i'll just order another one and i said absolutely not you guys made this bed and she needs to learn a lesson that when we tell her she's not you know don't take it to school you're gonna lose it then you lose it you don't just get another one so my question for you guys is, like, it was bad. Like, she's miserable all day, multiple crying fits. Like, it was bad. Um, so I've personally made the decision that we're not gonna get her a new one, but um, Santa will be bringing a new one. Smart, good. Animal. So we're gonna solve the issue, but it's gonna she's gonna have to deal with it a little bit for three weeks. It's not great. Her sister has her mood ring still, and it's, Ooh. Ugh, it's it, it's. <laughs>
1: So is Ellie, uh, like, showing it off?
2: Uh, It's a little bit. So, like, we're, like, we, like, like, you know, it's, like, (laughs) when she sees it, it, like, goes. So we told her she had to share it a little bit with her sister. and But it's, like, you know, she it's her, so she gets the trump card on when she shares it. So it's a little messy.
1: I was going to say
2: wait two weeks,
1: but I guess with Christmas so close to that, then, you know. Or like buy it and just wait until a good time when she does something like above and beyond. Ah, uh, but yeah, Christmas is fine too. It's a little long, but Christmas is fine
0: maybe go, too. Maybe go Hanukkah. Could go Hanukkah. You get cheat a couple days. Get a couple days sooner. You yeah. also I don't know if it matters, but like you guys got her the mood ring from you, and then I don't know if you would like say it's like from Santa or if that's the approach. So think about that. <laughs> but overall, I think age is important here. Obviously, Layla being seven. I think she would actually like learn from this and remember this. Right. And you know, if I were to try that with my son at four, three and a half, like I think I'd be wasting my time.
2: Oh yeah. No, I mean, seven's a great age. Like she's starting to have like deeper, more complex thoughts, like trying to like piece together the world. And if this happens, what about like, she's like thinking two, three steps ahead on things. Now it's a, uh, the older they get, man, the more interesting it is. It's really, uh, it's it's something special to like, kind of experience this like as they get older. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's hard to put your finger on, but
0: I can only imagine. I mean, I've been living through you with the coaching of soccer, and I've, I've always I'll be waiting for that time where I'm coaching one of my kids playing sports. But I'm sure that's helped as well. Like just getting out playing sports, kind of anticipating a play, and starting to think about other things, and just right in front, what's right in front of you it's a good yes. lesson um a hard lesson but a good lesson uh on gift giving for kids around that age because the mood ring if you haven't heard that before it sounds like a great idea uh and um uh, making them wait a little bit also a lesson for the moms out there I mean, listen to dad, dad. Dad, dad, dad you know dad had it right listen cut to that, dad cut that cut that <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our dad content for this week and another great episode, week 13 of the NFL season. Can't believe we're already here. As always, whether you follow or fade, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you next week.